No matter where you look at the moment, things just seem to be costing more. Whether it's your groceries, your electricity bill, or that new school uniform as the kids go back to school, inflation really is continuing to drive up prices, making it difficult for many people just to make ends meet. In fact, the latest figures from the ABS show real household disposable income is dropping faster than it has in decades, so you're not just going crazy. The Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has called an urgent Labor caucus meeting this Wednesday, recalling his ministers two weeks earlier than normal to brainstorm new solutions to the cost of living issue. We've always said that we'll continue to look for ways to assist people. If we can find ways to put extra dollars in people's pockets, particularly those low and middle income earners who are doing it tough, we're prepared to do so. The question is, what can the government actually do without making inflation worse? Chris Richardson is an independent economist, joins me for the first time in 2024. Great to have you back, Chris. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too. Thanks, Andy. First of all, uh, who is feeling this cost of living squeeze the most? I mean, it's affecting many, many Australians. It's easy to sort of think it's uh, just affecting you the worst. But uh, across the board... Are they geographies or demographics that seem it seem to be kind of pointed at the most? Uh, three big groups uh, and and a bunch of people are members of all three. Uh, the obvious one is is that interest rates have roared up. Uh, but so too has the personal tax take uh, as a share of your income. And of course, wages haven't kept up with prices. So chances are, if you're a wage earner, you're behind. Uh, if you've got a mortgage, you're behind. And if you're, t- you're a taxpayer, you're behind. And of course, many, many Australians are all three. Um, some people, very little affected, um, more notably uh, older and better off Australians. But this pain is being felt pretty widely. I mean, the government has just made a deal to guarantee more gas to the East Coast. I'll be talking to Allegra Spender MP after five uh, on her opposition to that guarantee of supply to the East Coast. But in your view, will that have much of an impact on people's back pocket? Um, I don't think it will, and and I don't think it will in the near term. Um, I think it's a good thing. Um, I would see it mostly as insurance. Uh, The government has essentially lined up some extra supply um, at a pretty solid price, so it's not going to show up as cheaper prices uh, for families anytime soon. But it does help make it less likely in the future uh, that there'll be a big price spike. The government has made future supplies safer as a result. Of course, the Prime Minister has brought forward a caucus meeting. He'll be looking for ideas about how to take pressure off people without increasing inflation. It is a very tricky needle to thread. Are there particular things you think he and they should be focusing on? Um, and, and you're right, the, the tricky bit is um, because it is so tricky. Most people think, well, you know, the government's got money, families don't. Surely they can um, just uh, one way or another, you know, um, make a difference on energy bills or, or perhaps uh, cost of health, uh, cost of rent. Um, and they could and, and maybe they will uh, do that. Um, problem is when you give families more wriggle room uh, on their budgets in the middle of a uh, cost of living crisis, uh, they're going to spend it, you know, because they are uh, under the pump. And when they spend it, Mm. they can push inflation along further. So the politics of cost of living relief 
are um, pretty compelling. I mean, I know there's a bunch of people out there calling for it. Uh, the economics, it's not quite as effective as you'd hope. Chris Richardson is an independent economist. We're talking about the government's emergency cost of living meeting in Canberra this week, a meeting that has uh, come under some fire from the opposition about the cost of said meeting. The Prime Minister spoke today saying, well, you know, most of the MPs are already back anyway. Uh, Meanwhile, the International Monetary Fund has delivered its own verdict and it's, look, it's pretty sobering. They've said the government needs to cut spending and that the RBA should continue lifting rates. Just the thing we don't want to hear, especially after all the uh, spending that we did over summer. What do you make of their analysis, the the, uh, IMF's analysis? Uh, It is very sobering. Um, In effect, last week, uh, the IMF said to the government, uh, cut spending. And there's a reasonable chance that uh, this week we will hear that the government has increased its spending. Um, or, or in other words, there's push and shove over what's the best thing to do to um, uh, make a difference on cost of living. The, the IMF idea, um, governments can uh, help more in, in energy or elsewhere where there's pain, but need over and above that to pull back on other spending or maybe raise taxes. Uh, and that combination helps take money out of the economy and helps drive down uh, inflation, you know, the key cause of the problem uh, in cost of living. Uh, whereas the government and the politics of the moment are pushing more at the immediate symptoms of the pain. Yeah, this is the kind of rub here because sort of classical uh, politics or, or economic policy would say that you, you have to have a short-term payoff as well as that longer-term payoff uh, to get yourself back into uh, office for the next um, uh, the, the, after the next election. But also to make this country go in a certain direction to increase productivity, for example. This is one area that you've said, you know, one of the structural issues that's plaguing our economy is declining productivity. Do you think the government's moving fast enough on that front? Um, It isn't. Uh, To be fair, the politics uh, of getting better productivity growth in Australia are tremendously uh, complicated and no government has covered themselves in glory uh, for a long, long time. Um, remember, uh, greater productivity isn't working harder, uh, as lots of people think. It's working smarter. You know, are there things that we do that are dumb that perhaps we can do better one way or another? That's the sort of laundry list uh, that you get out of the likes of the International Monetary Fund. That report last week was talking about things you can do better on tax, but you can do a bunch of things better, that, and you know, to to get better productivity in Australia. Federal state relations. You can have better competition laws. You can have uh, better merger laws. Uh, we can run our cities better than we do. Um, but each of those are political minefields. Mm. Well, uh, case in point, the, uh, the the stage three tax cuts. You've suggested that the government could tweak them. These are the cuts that would create a single tax bracket for people earning four hundred uh, forty five thousand dollars to two hundred thousand dollars a year, which the government has promised to bring in. So, what are you suggesting in terms of tickling around the edges of this promise? What uh, what is essentially these uh, proposed stage three tax cuts? Um, Yeah, you can look at them in three different ways. Uh, Are they fair? Are they the right size? And are they arriving at the right time? Uh, I would say they're rather fairer than people think they are. Um, I would say they're too big, which is why I would trim them a bit. 
Um, uh, but the other risk is they're too soon. We are fighting an inflation problem, which essentially means take money out of the economy to fight that uh, inflation challenge. Uh, and yet these tax cuts arriving in five months add a lot of money into the economy. Uh, and I should add, Andy, that Canberra this afternoon is awash in sudden rumours that um, there may be a bit of a rejig uh, to stage three. Uh-huh. Fascinating, if true. Interesting. Yeah, there has been the suggestion uh, or the speculation if you like, coming out of a commercial radio station this afternoon that Caucus will consider increasing the tax-free threshold and keep the nominal or the top marginal rate at $180,000. So anyone earning more than that would receive less than promised. I mean, what are the uh, electoral outcomes for that, do you think? Um, so in, in the raw politics of it, uh, it takes a chunk of money from a relatively small number of people uh, and gives smaller slices to a much bigger group. Uh, you know, the raw politics of it uh, are pretty good. Uh, and for a government that has seen, I guess, the, the polls tighten, uh, it may be one of the ways that it's looking at at uh, a rejig around cost of living. Interesting. And as we get into the speculation end of this conversation, Chris, do you reckon we'll go to the polls this year? I mean, the government can uh, call the election from late August do you think that's likely, given the economic position the country's in? Uh, that is such a, an excellent question. I wouldn't ask an economist if I were you. <laughs> uh, you've got to be careful what you ask for. Uh, well, we'll put that to Allegra Spender, Teal Independent MP after five, independent economist Chris Richardson. Always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for joining me. Many, many thanks. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.